You're listening to Winning Season, the podcast for women leaders who work within male-dominated industries. Hold up. Yeah, that's almost every industry. But listen, on this podcast, we talk about tools, tips, techniques, so that we can thrive in our work environments and we share our secrets to success. That's why we call it Winning Season. My name is Jacqueline Twilley, president of ZeroGap.co and best-selling author. I'm your host, and I'm excited that you're here for today's conversation. Winning season. What's up, y'all? I am back. I took a little hiatus because, you know, we all got to recharge and unplug. If you follow me on social media, you know I just spent the most amazing two weeks with my family after not being able to see them due to social distancing. I took some extra precautions and I saw my folks and it was a little awkward. I think I mentioned in the last episode, just being around my aunt and the entire time I was with her, even inside of the house, keeping our mask on. So this, um, part of life recharging is so necessary. And I, think that in this type of environment where things are all just different, we should probably take more breaks because I know after this two-week vacay, I'm going to do more of that. So during this time, I have been just trying to recharge as much as I can. Also, I tried to eat healthy, but I was in Louisiana. So beignets, po' boys, all the fried seafood, all the foods that I grew up on, the snowballs, yummy things, uh, pecan candy, I had it all. So I got to get back on track and get back into my groove of eating healthy. Now, the episode y'all are about to listen to is so special to me because the woman that I talked to in this episode, Maxie McCoy, she is one of those people that was pivotal in shaping who I am today. And I do not say that lightly. I've had many mentors. I've had many amazing people in my life. Maxie and I spent about maybe like two years getting to know each other through an organization, Labo, and she was the global lead for Labo. And I was a local leader for the city of Atlanta. This is back when I lived in Atlanta. So it's been a minute. But during that time, I feel like I was talking to Max like every week. Um, It seemed like for the period of time that I was running that chapter. So let me give you her bio. Her background is stellar. Let me just read it because I could go on and on about how amazing this woman is, how she helped shape who I am as a woman. But she's also done this for many other women. So let's get into the bio. Maxie McCoy is a writer and a speaker obsessed with giving women the tools they need to believe in themselves. She's committed to the global rise of women and she writes weekly inspiration on MaxieMcCoy.com. Her book, You're Not Lost, an inspired action plan for finding your own way is published through a division of Penguin Random House. Maxie specializes in creating meaningful offline experiences that provide practical action in workshop and group formats. She's worked with top brands, conferences, and companies to create events that are original, that are also engaging, 
with their target audiences, both online and offline. Her work has been featured on Good Morning America, The Skim, Forbes, Fortune, Inc., Bustle, Business Insider, My Domain, Women's Health, Good Housekeeping, Marie Claire, Billboard, CNN, and guess what, y'all? The list goes on and on. I told you she is a total badass. And she's been featured as an expert in women's leadership. And let me tell you, I know from knowing her for many, many years, she is the real deal. I have enjoyed working with her. Uh, I still enjoy working with her. And I'm so proud to call her a sister friend and somebody that I can just really be vulnerable with. I share my big dreams with her. She pushes me to dream bigger. So grab your earbuds. You're going to want to share this episode with a couple of your friends and y'all just get on a Zoom or group FaceTime and chat about it because that's how amazing she is. And also, we talk about her book in this episode. So I want y'all to head over to Amazon, pick up You're Not Lost. That's her book. It is a workbook. Maxie is a woman who loves a good worksheet. And this book has so many amazing worksheets. It's not just a book that you read and then you're done with it. You actually get to take this book and apply the concepts to your life, which is one of the reasons why I really enjoy it. Okay, y'all probably are like, Jacqueline, zip it. Let us hear from Maxie. So let me start this episode. Hey, winning season. I am very, very excited today because we have the fairy godmother of all things leadership, women, career, and a big part of how my life changed. Okay, I'm not going to go on and on. Maxie, welcome to the Winning Season Podcast. Girl, I have the biggest smile on my face. I've never been called a fairy godmother, but um, man, I take it. I'm taking it. I'm receiving. Yes. So <laughs> I am thrilled to chat with you. But for those people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself beyond your LinkedIn profile. Ooh, my LinkedIn profile is not any good to begin with. I always look at what you do on LinkedIn and I'm like, I need to be better. But I'm a facilitator of women's stories. I think that we are able to move our lives forward when we see the best version of ourselves in the stories of other people. And so, yeah, I spend all of my days just actually doing what you're doing in this, which is why these things are hard for me, <laughs> is asking people questions, threading our universal truths on paper, on stage, on webinars now, and, you know, really helping women to make the next right decision in their life. I love it. So I want to talk a little bit about your book, You're Not Lost, because, of course, we're in the middle of the 2020 we didn't imagine. Your book is so relevant. When it came out, it was super relevant, but now yeah. it's still very relevant. Thanks. So let's talk about You're Not Lost and give us a little background. What made you write it? Well, you were a part of that background first and foremost. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, I, I tell people when they ask about this book, you know, where did it come from? How did you get this idea? It's like something that all of us feel. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I know not only because I have felt that way, but truly because I listened. I often say that this 
book was gifted to me by the 30 communities of women that I used to spend my days and my weeks in. And, and those communities were a company at the time called Levo, which is how you and I met. And they were kind of the first offline millennial career communities that also translated online. And I was the one overseeing and running all of that. So for four years of my life, I was on an airplane in these rooms, in person, within the four walls of these magical spaces of women. And, you know, I always, I just, I listened to what they were saying. And it was women who were educated. They were working their butts off. They had awesome either jobs or careers or side hustles, but they kept telling me that they felt really lost. And so when I looked to all right, I've, I've now heard this so many times. And, and mind you, I didn't, I didn't know I was going to write a book about it at the time. But I just, I started kind of asking, like, what are we telling women who feel lost? And you're going to smile at this, because I'm, I have definitely said these things before. But you know, we tell women to go figure out their passions, or people who say these things, myself included, it's come out of my mouth before. It's well-intentioned advice. It just is not helpful when you're standing in the fog of lost and like can't see two inches in front of you. Telling a woman to figure out her purpose or find her passions is just like so effing unhelpful. It, it's like, I'm smart. I work hard. If it was that easy, I would literally be doing it already. So then I went on a journey to figure out where should we point women who feel lost? And and that's where the book was born. And you know what's wild, Jack, is like, I wrote it for the women like you. You and I were collaborators in, in all of those offline communities. You and our fellow Levo women were people that I knew the most. But what really surprised me, and I think it answers the second part of your question, is I then had women in the military in Afghanistan making changes in their life and telling me that it had to do with my book. I had women who were in their encore careers at 75 years old, starting their side hustle for the first time, who said they made that transition because of my book. And that blew my mind open. But it also reminded me that anytime we're moving into something new, anytime that we have to be a beginner again, and we feel like we want to move forward, but we don't know how, this feeling of lost comes up. It's come up, I don't know about you, but it's come up for me in the past few months. Um, but you know, mm -hmm. this, and I think that's why this book continues to be even more relevant, especially right now, because we're all beginners again. We're living in a new world. And in some of those are, are really good new worlds, like the advancement of common racial justice knowledge. All of that has happened in the few past few months. We have COVID, which I think is hitting us in a lot of ways that I think you and I would be like, I just want to be in person with groups of women again that have had a lot of negative impacts. And, and you know, we're all just kind of looking around being like, how, how do I navigate this? And, and I think that's where a lot of the tools in this book are, are helpful. I'm so glad you wrote this book because... Let me take a step back. When I said you're like the fairy godmother, I remember our very first call. I remember I it too. <laughs> how many years ago, but I still remember where I was standing at work. I was like at the loading dock at the CDC talking to you. <laughs> but I remember one of the things that you 
you said to me that I have carried with me so deeply, I don't even think I've told you this before, is that to really be intentional about everything I do and Mm. think through what benefit I also want to receive. Mm. And I cannot tell you, like, so many years later, I still think about that all the time. I feel like you uh, sharing that with me is such a gift because honestly, I feel like I'm in a place where I I needed to hear that from you. (laughs) So that's why I call you like the fairy godmother because like Cinderella, you like came and I was (laughs) on a part of my life where I was really like, what is my purpose in life? And really intently praying on that. And then we connected. And to tie this to the book, one of the themes in your book is you gift women permission to pursue their dreams. Yeah. And I also, I went back to my notes from when I first read your book, but I started looking at some of the reviews and some women explicitly state that you give them permission to pursue Mm. their dreams and others is not explicitly stated, but you can see it in what they've written in the reviews. So let's talk about that, about Now that our lives have been shifted upside down, we're in a new normal, like we're not going back to pre-COVID. No, we're not. Yeah. Let's explore that a little bit about the permission to pursue dreams. Yeah, I think it's it's so interesting, that word permission, Jack, because one of the people that I, I learned how important it is to give people permission to share, right, is Tiffany Dufu, who has been one of my longtime mentors. And she's the person who taught me how to build in-person curriculum, how to create workshops that allow women to have mindset shifts. And, And she would always tell me, you have to start the, you have to start the event with giving women permission to use their voice to share. Otherwise they'll just kind of sit there and feel like, they're not the ones who are supposed to speak up or they're not the ones that are supposed to contribute their own experiences. And I'm a big believer, even if I'm facilitating a room, there's so much genius there that I'm just, I'm here to bring out. It's not really about what I'm fully here to pour in, even though that is something that I think is important. And I think with dreaming to your point of, of seeing, seeing our life bigger than it is right now, sometimes you just need someone to tell you a heck yes think bigger, vision bigger. All of this is just as much yours as it is anyone else's. And also here's how, right? Because you can say like, think of your, you know, your big life and and dream your dreams and and go after them. But literally how (laughs) is is so much of what comes up when we feel lost because we feel like you can feel it in your chest. Like you feel the, the desire for expansion, but then you retract because you're like, I literally don't know what to do next. And so that's where the book was so much about how can I just a, like give you give you this pathway, give you permission on this pathway, which I don't really know if I knew that that's what I was doing when I was writing it, but I appreciate the reflection back on that and let people know that that path is actually just made up small step after small step after small step at a time. And you don't need me and a book or a podcast or a, a big speaking in a event or inspiring conference. Like You don't actually need any of this, but where all of those things are really helpful is when someone asks you the questions that lead you back to your own answers. And that's where I think that permission comes from is just me asking the questions that someone is able to see their own truth 
their own desire, their own insight as to what to do next, because I think we do know. And and that was a big part of it is like, you're not actually lost, but you just have to learn to believe in yourself enough to believe that. Yes. So I love that because you know how you have the action steps yeah. throughout the book. And the worksheets. Yeah. And this and this biatch loves a worksheet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that, that part of clarity of like, yeah. oh, I'm not lost. I actually yeah. know what to do. Let me just do the work. Of, Let me do this. You know, let me plug in this. Let me answer this question. And it's like, oh, I have the answers mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. And you you have the answers truly. And that was the thing that I, I, I every time I sat down to write, I did pray. And I, I prayed for one specific thing, which is that, that the woman reading it would have one light bulb moment, just one, because I think that's all you need. And most of the time, and this is what we don't realize is that it's really small. Like mm-hmm. the thing that changes your life isn't the fact that you figured out the 10 point plan and the big goal and the big vision. That's not it at all. It's that you, you, and I heard you talking about this on another podcast around consistency. It's that you had one light bulb moment that you chose to do that opens up the next light bulb moment that opens up the next. And, and the difference between the people who don't feel lost and the ones that do are the ones that trust to keep following that small light bulb moment, even though they don't know where it's all going. Because you know, after five years of running a business, it goes really big places really fast if you keep showing up for it. So that's a perfect segue to the next point. One of the things you say in the book is that if you're in your comfort zone, that may be an indication that you're not doing the work. <laughs> Are you trolling me right now? No. <laughs> because I have been, I'm, I'm like, Max, like you're uncomfortable for a reason. Like I am in that, that season of life right now where I'm really uncomfortable and, and I'm having to go back to that specific knowledge set, which is that when we are expanding, it is uncomfortable because if we are moving into a place that is furthering ourself, furthering our spirit, furthering our work, it's going to be a place that we've never been before. And when we've, when we're in a place that we've never been before, it doesn't feel good. So let me ask this question just to pivot a little bit. Please. Do you ever feel like in the moments where you're expanding your knee-jerk reaction is to shrink? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think back of specific, you know, just really specific stories of that. But the reality is, is that there's, there's so many, but I would say even, you know, we kind of started some of this conversation with the past few months. And, and for me, I had a lot of some parts rejection, some parts unexpected endings, um, just things that like weren't panning out in the ways that I thought and I planned. And I had about a month of like really looking at that. And the first week of that month, Jackie, I I basically was like, I don't really have what the world needs. And I don't really know what I'm doing. And I actually think that like maybe I should consider some other stuff or some other ways, because like none of my, my bigger projects have panned out. And even when I look back in the last 10 years, there's some stuff that like, I consistently keep making these wrong 
choices and like maybe it's the idea or maybe this just isn't something that I'm meant to solve and like I have that moment it sounds like really poor pitiful me (laughs) which is not really my intention but you know you have those moments where like I'm just gonna not like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not and I think that's exactly what you're saying which is those moments that you want to shrink like you you don't want to take that call you don't want to do that project you you just kind of like want to sit in your like, I'm not the one, I'm not the person feelings. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I'm on the others. I have the tools, right? I have the tools that are in my book. I have the tools from women like you. I have tools from my peers to know that actually that's the sign to step the F up. And whatever it takes to do that, whether that's calling people who can reflect. And I I did this. I called one of my one of my dearest friends who is just a powerhouse. And I was honest about what I was feeling and some of the nuances of it. And she was like, girl, please, (laughs) please. Um, And she pushed me in some directions that really helped me see myself in the way that, in the way that she saw me. And I think that like, I just think it's natural. I think it's natural to want to shrink back, but I think what's really important is that we don't stay there and that we have the tools to not stay there. And one of my favorite tools is to call the women that believe in us to just like be really honest with them and have them essentially like slap us out of it. Yeah. I freaking love that because that's something that you've been talking about for years Mm. is the power of your tribe. Right. And just to know that this is something that we, we continuously have to come back to just like some of the worksheets in the book, like you can do it now and get clarity and 16 yep. years from now life happens again you need to come back to those words. you come back yeah that's I mean so somebody asked me recently like what is the thing that you didn't include in the book because you didn't know to that you wish you could now and for me it's Jackie it's literally what you just said it's the fact that this cycles that truly like when you're kind of stepping into your power in a new phase, you're, you're going to feel a lot of this again, but the difference is that you know how to step out of it quicker, right? Like you can get yourself out of those cycles. Yeah. Just a little, a little bit quicker. And, you know, I think the, the, the ability to clear the lost fog, like it's, it's kind of like an exercise, right? Like you learn how to do sumo squat once with a whole lot of weight in the right form. You're not going to forget how to do that. It just means that you have to like actually step in and do it again. Once you need to work on your glute muscles or whatever, terrible metaphor, really nailing this, but you get, (laughs) we can totally relate. You know, like it's just, it's an exercise that you like, yeah, you're just going to have to come back to when you need, yeah, when you need that, that strength again. So what is your mantra when you're going back through these phrases? And before you answer, I want to share mine with you. Please, Um, I can't take full credit for it because it came from Susie Betts. the founder of Poopery. Whenever I'm in these moments, I go to this mantra, I expand in my container to receive. Mm, I love that. So I already, I mentioned before the recording, I'm working on receiving, but what is your mantra for things like this? I think I'm trying to think I have so many, I have so like, they just, they, they come to me when I need them, but I'll tell you the, the thing that I often hear myself, like I hear my own voice is just, just believe like the word belief and believe um, is something that can kind of kick me out 
of my, my own feelings, because what I'm believing is sometimes in myself, but more than anything, it's, it's believing in your own skill set to support other women. And, and that to me is the measure of everything that like you're given these gifts for a reason, but the gifts aren't just to improve your own capacity in your own life, which they are, but it really becomes about like how, how can you use them to expand others? And like the through line of you're not lost specifically is, is, you know, around building a deep sense of self-belief. And I believe strongly that when we have this like intense confidence and true self-belief, it gives other women the confidence to feel the same because we're living our life and our path and as fully expressed humans, even though that, you know, that's a journey. When someone looks to you, Jackie, and they see what you're doing and they see what you've built and they see you being yourself and, and, and who you are in this world, it tells someone else, I can do that too, because Jackie did it. Like, why not me? And, you know, I think, you know, for me, it's just coming back to like believing in what I know to be true. And that's a word that like that. Yeah, I just find myself repeating when I'm when I'm like, I don't know if this project is going to matter. I don't know if this blog post should be posted or or what have you. But it's like, yeah, if I believe in me, I'm giving some other woman the power to believe in herself. I love that. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use that. It's a ripple. It's a ripple. I'm going to think of my other ones and then I I will pass them along. Okay. Let's share them on Twitter so we can. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let it to the world. (laughs) All right. We got a few minutes left and I want to talk about your Bali experience. Oh, yeah. So uh, most people follow you. They've seen your blog. They know all about it. But for those who are new, give us some behind the scenes on some of the moments you realize you weren't lost as a result of your Bali experience. Yeah. So I, I went to Bali truly like, you know, it was, I was in a job that I really enjoyed that I was really proud of, but I was feeling that tether of expansion. And I just, there was something in me that knew unless, and this is, this is true for me. Anytime I need to like give birth to something creative, unless I have space, I'm not going to be able to hear myself. And for me, I had just come off of, you know, four plus years of kind of what I was saying, like being on a plane, being in rooms full of women, pouring myself into this work and this women's leadership path that I had gotten on that, you know, will continue to be my life and my life's work. But I just really needed space from it all to figure out like, it was like I could feel the heat of the North Star, but I couldn't see it and I couldn't figure out how to get there. And so I just, I felt strongly if I, if I take myself out of everything that I know, it'll give me time to build some of this and to even truly to hear my own voice in it all. And so I did that with the intention of, of transitioning out of, out of my role running the communities and transitioning into building my own business. And which was very scary to me. But the thing that that year taught me, so I was there for the most of a year. I had a couple months. I came back for like the 900 weddings at the time that summer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, what it taught me was, yeah, just the power of my own, of, of my own knowing my own voice. And, and really the big stuff I took away from that is how much busyness becomes a badge for worthiness in a way that it does not deserve. 
how much we have going on, how many people we're with, how many projects, how many events we go to, like, it actually can be the antithesis of everything that we think we're trying to pursue. And so that actually, a lot of those lessons around being still, about finding creativity from within, about hearing my own voice, because mind you, I was on an island, like Bali sounds like really like great and amazing now. But at the time, like Bali wasn't at all what it was all those years ago, um, in terms of like the hotspot. I had zero friends the first like six months I was there. I literally like the only people I would talk to is like the barista making my coffee and my parents on FaceTime or in friends, you know, on FaceTime. But I, I had no real social connection. So it was really just me and me. And what came up from that, which I think is really relevant to right now, is I had to wade through my own monsters, right? Like when you take away all the busyness and you take away all the identities and all the places that you need to be and all the things that you're doing and what people know you for, you're just, you're left with yourself, right? And when you're left with yourself, you're, you're left to get to know the, the darker corners that you haven't shined a spotlight on yet. And I think that's what's happening in quarantine is we're, you know, we were all knocked off this hamster wheel. And instead of kind of like popping up and looking around at this world that is no longer spinning in the way that it was when we were running the wheel, there's some people who just want to get back on that same hamster wheel. And then there's a lot of us, and I feel like this was me in Bali, who know what to do to just kind of watch this new world that we're in and be like, no, like I'm actually not getting back onto that old hamster wheel. I'm going to build something new. It's going to require a different part of myself. It's going to require maybe things that are needed from me that weren't needed from me six months ago. And I'm going to grow into that. And yeah, that, that truly is what that experience taught me, which is how to be with myself, how to look at those those monsters and and get to know them and grow with them and how to just be still and be okay with that. Because that's actually the dark matter of creativity. Jenny O'Dell says that in, in how to do nothing, which is a fantastic book about, you know, being still, but she talks about her, her, her dark times are actually the ones where all the good shit is, is built from, but when we're in it, we have a really hard time seeing that. So she has this language around it being her, the dark matter. It's the thing that is building all the good things to come. We just, we feel the total opposite of that when we're in it. Yeah. That is so awesome. Um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I feel like, especially in my close friend group, that's what this quarantine slowdown, Debbie Brown calls it the divine time out. That's what it's mm, teaching us. Mm-hmm. Like go into the time out corner and meditate yep. and figure out who am I? Who without, am I? Without yeah. all of the things. I know. It's so true. It's, it's you know, I, I so appreciated what you shared um, before we started recording around your t- intention with quarantine. And and to come out better than you went in. And I, I think that it is, is and continues to be so beautiful. And coming out better, right, doesn't mean that we were the most productive. It doesn't mean that we built the most or wrote the most or crocheted the most or baked the most. Like, that might be true for some people, but I, I shared this with you earlier. Like, for me personally, I'm feeling creative for the first time in four months, like creative and inspired. Some people might've felt that before, but I think also just like to your point, being able to be in timeout, 
and not let the fact that things are slower and you're doing less and you're less out there, like whatever, for a period of time, it doesn't mean anything about you. It just is part of the process of of moving forward is that sometimes, you know, we're just like taking a water break. I will talk to you forever. Our time is running low. So can you please tell everybody how they can connect with you on the internet? Yes, please. So if I do a ton of writing on Instagram, so if you are on Instagram anyways, go ahead and follow me at Maxi McCoy. You can also go to MaxiMcCoy.com, which is where I put out the weekly newsletters. A lot of that writing shows up on Instagram. Also, I'm at Maxi McCoy on Twitter. And then the book, You're Not Lost, is everywhere that books are sold. So I would love if y'all read it, um, DM me. I respond to pretty much everything. Um, I would love to know if you're reading it and if you have questions or what you're thinking, what you're finding inspiring and or challenging. I'm here. And Jack, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Thank you for coming to this podcast. I'm so freaking excited. And I just want to say as we wrap up again, I am so so appreciative that our paths cross because of you and because of your mentorship and like all of those weekly calls. I know for sure I would not be on this path mm. if it were not for you. And I'm Girl, so likewise, likewise, you have given as much as you have received. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, winning season. I know this is going to be a great episode for y'all. So go ahead and share it with your friends. You can keep the conversation going inside of the Winning Season Facebook group. And until next time, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses. So what did you think about today's episode? Come join us in the free and private Facebook group, Winning Season, where we continue the discussion about these podcast episodes. And I would be remiss if I did not give a shout out to Zero Gap. Now, yes, Zero Gap is a company that I am president of, but we would not have this podcast if it were not for Zero Gap. So shout out to the ZeroGap.co team. Thank you for all that you do to make the winning season podcast possible.